You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, starring the good and the bad, all about your Green Bay Packers. I am your host, Chris Burke, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Lindsay Hansen. Uh, Lindsay, it's been a while since we've talked. The Packers have uh, not played a game since then, so I think we're still riding that high from that Thanksgiving game. Uh, how are we doing? We sure are. That that game still is giving me life. Um, I'm still feasting off that win, for sure. Uh, it was such a good game. I mean, I really loved our recap episode because there was just so much good to talk about. And we haven't been in that situation with this team um, this season. So it was it was a fun one. And I'm looking forward to the Chiefs. Yep. Definitely another big game to go forward to. Um, big one. Yep. And the, obviously, you know, everyone right now is all a buzz. Um, I, as I mentioned before, I don't live too far from Green Bay. Uh, everybody right now is all abuzz with Taylor Swift hype uh, because of the Chiefs coming to town and Jason Kelsey being here. Uh, just a uh, or Travis Kelsey being here. Excuse me, Ron Kelsey, brother. Oh dear. Um, uh, hopefully Taylor Swift doesn't have that. Well, yeah, I hope she doesn't have oh, that issue of mixing them oh, up. Oh no. Oh can you? <laughs> oh can you? Oh you know what? I'm not. Even, oh, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Saying the wrong anyway. Um, just they have, that would that would that would be that op op embarrassing would be kind of how we would handle it in the Midwest. But yeah, so we've got um, Taylor Swift type going on here. You know, it, Matt Lafleur said I think tongue in cheek that he had heard that she was going to be here for the game Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> obviously, that hasn't been confirmed. All eyes are kind of on that. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, are you a Swifty? Would you consider yourself a, Swift, a Taylor Swift fan? I'm not a Swifty by any stretch of the imagination. I do love Taylor Swift and I respect the hell out of her. I also feel for her because the coverage and the interest in her love life is something I'll never, ever be able to understand. She is just a single woman trying to, you know, well, not single anymore, I guess, but She's just a young woman dating around and people just love to talk about it. It's kind of crazy, but um, I guess that's what happens when you're one of the most powerful women in the world. People like to talk about you. Um, so I feel for her. I do love her. I like her music. I'm no Swifty though. I can't claim that. Yeah, I'm, um, I, I, it's, I'm in the same spot. I would not call myself a Swifty. Um, but I, I do enjoy her music. I respect the hell out of her talent. Um, she is and her business cool. prowess yep, for sure. And, you know, she is such an example right now. You, you keep hearing these, read these stories of these celebrities who, you know, in, in public are one way, but, you know, behind closed doors are completely different. She, by all accounts, does not seem to be that way. She is 
the same person in front of and behind you know, the cameras off, which mad respect to her for staying genuine after uh, all that, because fame can change people. Um, and I kind of, you know, echoing the same thing there, like I'm going to, sh- you know, going back to when I was growing up, you know, when the boy band craze was happening, that was, I mean, the stuff of like Justin Timberlake or the, uh, anybody, any one of the Backstreet Boys, just, it was bad then, but it is so much worse now because social media wasn't around. Not everybody had a self, not everybody had a camera literally in their pocket. So I just, you know, mad respect to her for being the strong woman that she is with all the attention she's getting and not seemingly not letting it affect her. Um, so that, I, I got to give her. I will, 1000%. I, I totally agree with you. I will say that I would love to see such Taylor Swift at Lambeau would be one of the funniest, coolest things ever. I am down if she wants to go to Lambeau and sit in a suite. It would be the most excitement that uh, Green Bay has had since 2011 Super Bowl win. Well, you know, and I don't think you're not wrong there. Um, I don't see the Rush Center being on one of her stops for a potential tour date <laughs> at some point, but um, I think, you know, that would, it would be tremendous to see that. Um, yeah. You know, and it's, I'm just unfortunate it's going to be, you know, seasonal, no snow, though. I mean, her at a snow globe game would be phenomenal. Um Although she, maybe she would skip out on games like that. I don't know, but weather's going to be acceptable. But, um, anyway, enough on, enough, enough about Taylor Swift. I know. I we say got some... things about, I say things about everyone talking about it and look what we're doing. So yes, yeah, I, I just said better. the same. <laughs> I just said the same thing. I'm like, even me working in Green Bay Media, it's like, we're, everybody's covering this a little too much. And look what happened. We just got yeah. sucked into it. I'm sorry. That's, I put it first thing on the note, <laughs> yeah. not realizing it was turned into that. So my bad. Any. Anyhow, we do have um, some football to talk about, so let's yeah. just get into some news here. Uh, boy, injury reports still lengthy for oh, the Packers, but Jesus. at least the arrows—the arrow seems to be pointing in the right direction. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. So obviously Jones is out; that's the big one. Um, but okay, so we have—I mean, this list is like a novel. We have Savage, Alexander, Campbell, Deguara, Ford, Reed. Uh, Rochelle and Wicks are all questionable. Um, Reed has apparently been dealing with that chest injury flare up since the Chargers game. So he was dealing with it during the, um, Lions game on Thanksgiving and he still performed very well. So it would be great to see him, um, to, to see him play again. Uh, I do hope that that injury heals up for him quick because uh, that chest injury oof that's got to be one of the the more painful injuries that you can have especially as a football player yeah I've, I've I've bruised a rib before and it was excruciating just coming walking and breathing and eating I can't imagine playing football through that yeah um, although they have access to probably more medications than you or I do but uh still you know that's I they they need him because I Octavian Wicks is definitely 50 50. Yeah. You know, and I was doing my weekly Q&A with um, Arrowhead Pride this week on our five questions with the enemy. Uh, you know, they said, well, who's the, I can't figure out who the Packers number one is, what they said. And then he asked about, you know, tell what does each receiver do well? And I said, well, here's the receivers, but I'm like, I have no clue who's going to play. You know, a lot know. of these are probably going to come out to being game time decisions. Um, really? It's so wild. It's the injuries are just wild. 
Yeah, the injury list, it's like only 15 people. Only. I think it was like 19 or 20 before the last game. So Yeah, and the freaking Chiefs have like two people on theirs. I'm like, okay, why can't we have that? Like, why can we not have a small injury list? Because the Packers go with... All season. Yeah, because the Packers go with injuries. You know, that's just kind of what... uh, That's just their their lot. That's kind of how things have been cast. um, Yeah. A little bit. So let's... Let's just take also one last look back because uh, we can't stop talking. Just one little quick brief little recap of last week's game against the Lions. Uh, obviously, big 29-22 win uh, for the Packers there, uh, where they are now on the cusp of playoff contention thanks to the Cowboys beating the Seahawks on Thursday. So uh, shout out to our boy Mike McCarthy there uh, mm-hmm. for, the, for, the, for the help there. I'm uh, very glad to see Mike doing well there and Dak Prescott playing like an MVP. Yeah, um, so I, I cannot, I, I know we're supposed to hate them, but, uh, I can't, I just, I, I'm still, I'm still going to very much be a Mike McCarthy fan. Um, obviously this time of Green Bay had come to an end, but hell of a guy. And I still think he's a very good coach. Uh, but anyway, go looking back at the Lions here. So the offense, the big three things that came out of that, the offense continued to take a step forward. Jordan Love. Uh, continuing to stake a case over the last four games that he can be the guy um, over the next uh, several years for the Packers. Uh, then Rashawn Gary defensively, three sacks. Uh, if anybody hadn't seen that emotional locker room video yet, you're still missing out. It's like, I'm tired of crying in front of y'all MFers. Uh, I won't, I won't totally cuss, but um, just, uh, and all of a sudden now the Packers, if the Packers beat the Chiefs on Sunday, uh, they will be the seventh seed in the NFC. Uh, with five games to go, which is absolutely wild uh, to think about. (laughs) It's truly insane. Never, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that we would have been talking potential playoff chances at this point, I would have been like, "Mm, okay, you're smoking crack. Like, absolutely (laughs) not with this team. Playoffs. Um, Playoffs. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, it's just, it's pretty wild. But if... Oof, we have an opponent this week. So it's not gonna be an easy an easy win or an easy battle by any any means. Nope. And you know, the good thing is, you know, in looking at a lot of playoff, you know, we were talking uh privately amongst ourselves, and then there's there's other models out there that the Packers, just with the way that the NFC is set up, they can lose this game and still have a very good path to the playoffs. Uh but winning and beating the Chiefs would be uh B I G and that spells huge. Uh, opportunity there. So if they could, if they do have an op, but this is an opponent. Yeah. Um, Not just for their record, obviously like that's obvious, but for the morale, if they were to beat a team like the chiefs, they, they, the, the uh, momentum would certainly uh, be going in the, in the right direction. And, and the guys would get, you know, even more excited. Uh, It's not going to be easy. Like we said, and that's going to be, you know, that's pretty clear. Just we all know how good the Chiefs are. Um, But let's dive into what could go well first. So the Chiefs are very strong, right? We all know that. They have, uh, we'll get into this a little bit more, but they have very strong players uh, on offense, obviously starting with Patrick Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey, otherwise known as Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they're not perfect and they're not invincible by any means. So 
the Chiefs, they, they're not great against the run. Um, only the Carolina Panthers are worse against the run on a per play basis. And their success rate is actually worse than the Packers. I really wouldn't be surprised if it's the Dylan and Reed show tomorrow. I do think that if Reed plays, I think we'll see him run the ball a bit more to get those chunk yards, especially because Jones is out and we really have Dylan. He's really our only running back that we, you know, that we have and and rely on. Um, And uh, Reed has really shown himself to be a versatile player. I mean, he, that's what we need right now. And he's, he's special. Reed is a special player. So I do think we're going to see a lot of, um, a lot of running tomorrow. Um, cause I think that's going to be, you know, one of the keys to success if we can pull off a win. Oh, for sure. Um, this very much looks like another AJ Dillon type game. You know, this is, this stinks where you don't, yeah, this would be a great, this is where you really would love to have Aaron Jones. That would exactly. really give the Packers a shot. But, uh, yeah, yeah this could be AJ Dillon. I think, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. You'll see Jaden Reed a little bit out of the backfield a little more. Um, you know, you can get a little more creative with how you use the My Emmanuel Wilson probably isn't going to be ready either, but, uh, there is a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. It's just unfortunately the Packers don't seem to have any healthy running backs. I know they got James Robinson yeah. back. I don't know who's good. I don't know who's all going to suit up for tomorrow night. Um, but this, there's, there definitely is some opportunity there. And even if not, just, you know, maybe, maybe short screens and, you know, definitely, you know, you can take some advantage of the shorter, shorter passing game there uh, a little bit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And another, uh, another area that they are, the Chiefs are struggling in, um, offensively is their receiver core. So, um, they have MVS now, our, our old friend MVS. Um, and we all know from experience that he can run the field and he can get open and, and get far, but he doesn't have the most consistent hands. Um, and that's, that's proven to be consequential, you know, to the Chiefs this season, especially what was it two weeks ago? That Monday night, um, Monday night game, they ended up losing because of, I mean, I'm not going to blame it all on MVS, but it wasn't a, it just wasn't a great moment. And they've just not been doing, uh, too hot in, in the receiving game. So they have obviously Kelsey, which he's not a, even a receiver, but he, he, may, he may as well be a, you know, receiver slash tight end because he is phenomenal. And, uh, him and Mahomes have good rapport and they've built up that trust over the years. Um, but there's also rookie rice. Um, uh, he has been doing, you know, he's been a bright spot for, for the chiefs, uh, wide receiver room as well. Um, but our defense really needs to wrap them up as soon and as often as possible to eliminate Mahomes. I mean, those are his main weapons. Like they really are. So, um, if we can, let's be honest. I mean, you know what? No, I'm not going to say this because this is the cheddar section. So I'm not going to go negative. So I'm just going to say our defense needs, our defense needs to, uh, to focus on those two, um, for sure, because they are, they are definitely going to be used at, you know, at every opportunity. Yeah. You know, they've also got like Justin Watson, Sky Moore. Sky Moore 
somebody that when he was previously mocked when he was coming out, he was mocked to the Packers as a popular candidate. Uh, but he's only got 239 yards, one touchdown on the season. You know, not much really to, yeah. you know, not much really to write home about there. Justin Watson, uh, you know, he was a little better, two touchdowns, 332 yards, uh, averaging 16 yards per reception. But again, not, not much to write home about there either. So, uh, this is just a situation where the Packers are just going to have to be smart, wrap up your guys, just, uh, take care, take care of what you got. And, uh, just keep an eye on, uh, Mr. Kelsey, cause that's going to be the, uh, he's going to be, you know, in terms of pass catchers, he's the one you're going to have to worry about. 1000%. Yeah. Mr. Swift is, uh, he's a, he's a danger to you any s- and all you- teams. Yeah. He's in, he's in his hazard era. I guess we can say it. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. We oh, can have the, so much fun with this. Oh, the, I hope they win tomorrow because the puns are going to be, mm, the puns will be classic. If they win tomorrow, <laughs> I am, I'm really going to lose it. I'm going to be just beyond ecstatic, ecstatic. Like I, it would just, wow. It would be really cool. And the thing well, is, the- the thing is, Chris, is that it is not out of the realm of possibility. A few weeks ago, it would absolutely be out of the realm of possibility. And now they've really progressed and turned themselves into a team that could potentially beat one of, if not the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, we could if we have all the pieces, all the phases working uh, the right way, but it's, oh, and, it's a tall order. And at a time when our former quarterback and everything seems to be going to heck in New York, Packer fans, um, I'll repeat the joke. They will be in their insufferable era on social media, but sufferable to us is just, it's going to be one of those where I just, Oh, I really hope they win tomorrow night. I would not be surprised if they don't, but anyway, yeah, going right along. Yeah. Um Okay. So the next thing that could go well, uh the chiefs run game, is uh it's not great it's weak at best so they rank their running game ranks uh 18th in epa per rush and 29th in success rate uh pacheco is their uh their solid running back um but he you know he's good and i have him on my fantasy team and and i can confirm he is he is good for sure um, but only when they can move the bodies for him. And they've been struggling to do that just like the Packers have. So um, there is potential there. And and that is a weakness of the Chiefs that the Packers can take advantage of. Yeah, you know, I'm looking looking at his last few games here. So his best performance actually came against that loss uh, to the Eagles on that Monday night game. 19 carries, 87 yards, uh, 4.7 yards per carry. His longest rush of the game. Uh, was 24. So he got, what is that? Almost a quarter of it, uh, more than a quarter of it in the, uh, on that one play. So again, it's just a matter of being smart, wrapping up, wrapping up your guy, uh, playing fundamentally solid. They can slow him down. Uh, in terms of somebody being a bigger rushing threat, we'll get into that in our next section. Uh, he wears number 15. You might have heard of him. Uh, he's, he's the one that really could make everything. Kind of go, kind of go haywire, but he's, he's still a solid running back. 669 nice yards on the season, <laughs> uh, 4.2 yards per rush, uh, out of 158 attempts, five touchdowns. I mean, that's a solid running game. I mean, that's more than I, you know, I, I would, I would take that in Green Bay, but, uh, 
yeah, there's there's definitely not a lot to, you know, that that's an area that the Packers really can focus on stopping. And as bad as the Packers have been against the rush, uh, yeah. they should be able to contain this no problem if yeah. they play smart. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so Chiefs are also negative five in turnover differential. Um, another Jonathan Owens touchdown, maybe. Uh, another standout game by Gary. I um I would really love to see Gary have another standout game. Um, but I think we can we can certainly use um uh, use this to our advantage uh and have some fun with it. Um you know, negative five is not great. No, it's not. And you know, that's <laughs> something that's very strange for a Chiefs team with you know, you've got somebody like Patrick Mahomes, they yeah. use, they take you know, they don't usually give the ball. I mean, he's got nine interceptions on the year, 21 touchdowns. Um, so that's not, you know, that's very unusual for them. They're usually smarter with the football, but Mahomes will at some point give you a, he will give you the chance of getting those turnovers. And again, to repeat it a third time, uh, the Packers just have to be smart. And if he's going to get you your chance, you just have to catch them. I uh, can't be dropping these interceptions like the Packers have had a tendency to do. So, um, they just, they're going to get their opportunities. They just, they have to cash in. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to put even more pressure on Jordan Love and the offense who, while still growing, uh, still have, you know, there, it's still, it's a lot to put on them right now, especially against a team as formidable as the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Last on our, what could go well, the cheddar section of our show notes. The Packers have been playing up and down to their opponent. Um, you know, we, I think uh, most of us uh, as Packers fans definitely didn't think that we would beat the Lions. Uh, we certainly didn't think it would be the game that it ended up being. And I think we can use that to our advantage this week because, again, the Chiefs are one of, if not the best, team in the NFL right now. Um Despite everything we just said, they are still very good. Um, and that's clear. So it could be, could be good for us this week. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they're going to surprise us. I really think they're going to su- like surprise the world for that matter. Um, and really put up a fight. If, if they don't win, as long as they put up a fight, I will be happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, it, I don't want to count them out after, you know, we made that mistake last week against the Lions. You know, I'm not going to count them out by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this Packers team does, as a lot of young teams do, will play up or down to the level of the opponent or they'll beat somebody like a Detroit Lions. That's a very good team, but then they'll find a way to lose to, I hate to put the Broncos in, in there because the Broncos actually have a better record than the Packers now. They're doing good now, um, yeah. They're playing well now, but at the time they were looking horrible. You know, it's they kind of play yep. upper, you know, they play down to the level of the opponents, kind of a time honored thing of Wisconsin sports. Um, as I was telling Lindsay before the show started. So I just think, you know, that's a lot of people are going to count the Packers out and I think that's going to play to their advantage. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's, uh, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to be ready for this one. I, I think they'll at least be ready. I don't see them getting the doors getting blown off on this one. Sick. Yeah. I, uh, they know the opponent that they have and, uh, they, they know their, 
their strengths and they know their weaknesses. And I, I mean, they better, that's, that's part of, <laughs> that's part of it. But, um, but when it comes to a team like the chiefs, you have to be ready. You just have to. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the cheddar section of our show. We are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with the worst and make some predictions. All right. We are back. So obviously we know the Packers face a mon. This is going to be an uphill challenge despite everything we just listed. Uh, this is going to be very much an uphill fight. They're going to definitely have to play their best game of the year in order to win this. Uh, the big reasons for the Chiefs, let's just get this right out in the open right away, is you've got Pat, both Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, uh, the best quarterback and the best tight end in the league, bar none right now. Uh, both have played together for a while now, share that Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers type chemistry, yeah. um, so they know what to expect out of each other and when to expect it. Um, I just This is something where I feel like Patrick Mahomes could be that could be that bully that steals Joe Barry's lunch money. And I, for once, I will not necessarily pin that on Barry, but Patch Mahomes <laughs> is going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and getting, getting beat by him is not always necessarily an indictment of your coaching staff. Right. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you said it like Mahomes and, and Kelsey have really, um, honed a trust and, um, you know, partnership, I guess that's not really the right word, but they've, they've really worked on, um, uh, on their, uh, relationship, I guess. Um, and over the years they've, they've gone through a lot together. Um, and they are, it's a good thing when it's for your team, when you have that combo, um, on your team, but when it's the opponent and you have, uh, you have a, a combo like Kelsey and Mahomes, it is dangerous. And I mean, we can't say it enough. It is going to be an uphill battle that we cannot, we can't let off the gas at any point until that clock hits zero. Otherwise they will win for sure. Um, so that's going to be our biggest. Our our biggest hurdle, I think, is definitely those two those two guys on on offense. They are unbelievable. Yeah, that's going to be, and I I don't know if they've got the horses to slow them down, but I think the biggest thing Green Bay can do there is just keep the ball out of his hands, right? So that's where running the ball, like you talked about in the last section, yeah, uh, really really will come into play. Is just don't give him the don't nice long sustained drives, small chunk plays, just milk the clock. Uh, that's really the best way to beat Patrick Mahomes. Just don't, don't let him on the field. Um, you know, and speaking of their head, you know, in terms of coaching, you know, I think Andy Reid is definitely, I think also deserves, you know, everybody talks about Belichick. I think Andy Reid should be right there. Uh, he's played in multiple Super Bowls. He's won two of them. Um, you know, and little fun fact about Reid, the Packers probably could, I'd even argue should have had him as their head coach. Um, yeah. After Holmgren after Holmgren left, Green Bay went with Ray Rhodes. I'm, I still don't know if I ever got an answer onto that as to why Ray Rhodes was the guy, and not Andy Reid. Um, I don't know if that had something to do with Favre or not, but just I can't think of a match what could have happened oh if the Packers God. could have had Reid instead of Ray Rhodes, which then would have prevented them. I just oh. can't imagine how that would have 
how that would have worked out. But, um, you know, that's, that's spilled milk at this point, but, um, yeah. Reed's been, Reed's been around forever. Um, and now, like has, I said, arguably yeah. one of, one of the greatest football coaches of all time and who definitely is as an assistant left his mark in Green Bay. And, um, I'm always thankful to him. And, um, even when he's coaching against the Packers, I will always be, be a fan of Andy Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, he is, I mean, look at his record. Um, and anyone can, you, you can't argue when you have a record that he, that he has. Um, he is a phenomenal head coach. He is very good at what he does. And, Yes, it may, it really bums me out the thought of that he could have been our head coach in a parallel universe. He is, and we have won, uh, 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the all time winning coach for both the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yeah. And when you've got, I mean, when you've got like Lamar Hunt in Kansas City and Andy Reid's got that record beat, I mean, that's un, that's just, it's so impressive. It's beyond it's, it's, impressive. Yeah, it's it's um just it's you know I there's I think even Matt Lafleur would tell you that Reed runs laps around him and the biggest thing with Andy Reed is sometimes the clock management thing gets to him but he's got the pulse on his team. He's a heck of a play caller. Um, you know right. I think that's definitely somebody that Matt Lafleur definitely even even in year five I think Lafleur could still definitely emulate. Uh, a little more. Yeah, from. Reed runs laps around every head coach. I mean, let's just be, it's not certainly not, uh, limited to LaFleur. It is nearly everyone. I mean, he is, he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, by, by far. Oh, and he's, I, he's, he's better than Belichick now. And Bill's probably like, we're probably, boy, you want to talk about something that could change. Seeing Bill Belichick maybe fired by the Patriots after this year. That's, uh, <laughs> Something I never thought I'd see, but I mean, Andy Reid right now, I think best head coach of the National Football League, uh, bar none. Uh, yep. definitely something to, uh, keep an eye on there. Um, but I, you know, that's, that's through no fault of, of his own. So moving on to the next item on our list is the Chiefs just don't give up sacks. Uh, they do have a very good offensive line. Uh, Mahomes is obviously elusive. Uh, they rank, uh, I just lost the link. Bear with me here. Um, here we go. They, they don't give, they don't give up any sacks at all. Um, they, oh man, I'm stumbling here. Hang on. Bear, you gotta love when the computer malfunctions when we're recording this. <laughs> uh, averaging. So they've only allowed 14 sacks. Thank you. There we go. So that is first league. They've only allowed 14 sacks in 11 games. That's, that's pretty darn good. So yeah, I mean, if, there's this, if there's one group that's going to be kryptonite to Rashawn Gary, that's going to be this one. As Joe Barry had a lot of success last week, um, sending sending the pass rush uh, against yeah. Detroit, and he's going to have to be very clever in disguising his blitzes uh, and just u- who he utilizes uh, against the Chiefs. One thousand percent, yeah. I, I think you know Gary had one of his best games um, in in a long time. I um, mean, he's. Uh, last week against the Lions, and it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility for him to have another standout game. Um, but yeah, we need, we need more players to, um, to show up than just, you know, than just him. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot harder to get those fumbles, um, and, you know, obviously interceptions. 
uh, against a team that is led by Mahomes and that has the O-line that they do. Uh, so that that is definitely going to be a tough feat for the Packers. Yeah, and then, you know, I we talk about just it's – getting pressure to Mahomes is one thing, but you've got to blitz him at your own risk. Uh, he's another one like Aaron Rodgers, where if you send the, if you send, you could send, send the, send the cavalry, as we like to say, but, you know, you got to be smart about it because he could burn you, uh, very easily, uh, yeah. in that regard. So that's, you know, that's definitely one thing to keep an eye on. Then speaking of, on the other speaking side of the ball, of blitzes. <laughs> spe- yeah, speaking of getting blitzed, um, no, I'm not talking about drinks, um, is, the uh, Chiefs defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolo, who, uh, if the Packers had been a little more timely in firing previous defensive coordinators, they could have had him. Uh, once again, another missed opportunity. Uh, he, he throws the a, Chiefs, essentially, is what you're saying. <laughs> her, I mean, correct. I mean, it's <laughs> McCarthy hanging too long on the campers, and I'd even argue LaFleur hanging on to Barry long enough has hindered, um, has, has held the Packers back, uh, in many regards, but that's for a different, that's for a different podcast episode for another time. Uh, <laughs> Spagnolo does throw a ton of different blitzes, uh, at, at the opponent. And that's something where I think this is going to be a good measuring stick game for Jordan Love. You know, how oh, much has he learned? How much is he going to be able to pick up on? Uh, I think this is, you know, a, I mentioned it in our, uh, five questions with the enemy post. I said, this is a heck of a measuring stick game for the Packers, but how, uh, love counters and how he reacts to Spagnuolo, I think is going to be a good litmus test to see where he is. 1000%. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's definitely those, those blitzes are definitely something that shook love the first time he played. Um, it was his NFL debut game in 2021 when, <clears throat> when Rogers had uh, COVID and couldn't play, but he's not the same quarterback that he was, uh, you know, two years ago by, by any means. And he's still got a lot of growing to do and a lot of progress to make. Um, the progress that he has shown as of late leaves me with far more confidence than after that, that game in 2021. Um, and I think that's, that's pretty universal, a uh, universal feeling across Packers fans. Um, that said though, I mean, our O line, needs to be prepared for the, for the blitz. Um, and love has got to get it out as soon as possible while still making it catchable. Um, and that has been, that has been a little bit of a struggle when love is rushed. He, um, he can throw some, I mean, that's obviously that's an EQB, right? I mean, you're not going to have even with Mahomes or Rogers level, um, that's just, that happens from time to time, but, and it's also part of growing. I mean, love is very young and he's, you know, he's got a lot of growing to do still. Um, but if we can get that, get around that, get around the blitzes, I think we'll be in a much better spot offensively. Um, so we'll see how they do. It'll be interesting to see. For sure. You know, and when we talk about blitzing, you know, this, this will marry into our next point about how strong the Chiefs pass defense is. But, um, Trent McDuffie, their slot, the Chiefs slot quarterback. Woohoo. Boy, is he, um, he is, he's disruptive and I would say very, in a very different fashion in terms of what you think of a traditional quarterback. Uh, he's leading the NFL in forced fumbles with five. 
but he also leads all cornerbacks in total pressures as a blitzer and fourth in stops against the run. Uh, he's something they're going to have to keep their eye on uh, in terms of not just as a blitz, but somebody just keep an eye on him in the secondary. This um, this is going to cover. This is going to challenge Jordan Love's uh, ability to decipher the ball, decipher plays uh, pre-snap, um, big time. Yeah. And then let's talk about that pass defense for the Chiefs. You know, uh, against, you know, against the pass, they are somebody that they are going to have to keep an eye on, you know, in terms of stopping. I don't know. I, I just don't know. You know, this is where I think we need a big game out of Christian Watson. Uh, yes. You need somebody that you, you have to use athleticism against their athleticism. And I think this is, this is where I think, Okay, number nine, what you got? Time to, I mean, he had a great game against Detroit, but if there's going to be a game that needs to be the Christian Watson game of 2023, I think this is the one that's going to have to be it. Uh, me too. And I really, really would love to see that. Um, yeah, he definitely had his best game of the season uh, against the Lions, and it was really great to see a bit of the Watson that we um, came to know and love uh, last season. Um, but yeah, I mean, the chiefs, you know, they lead the league in overall pressure rate. They excel defending the pat at defending the pass. Um, they're fourth best on a per play basis at negative 0.135 EPA per drop back. And they rank an even better second in, uh, passing success rate. So our Lang, we need to be prepared. Uh, for that and love will need to get the pass out quicker again because of the blitzing and because of the the defense that the chiefs has um he's he's gonna need to do that quicker than he's had to um or quicker than he's been used to in in recent games for sure this is gonna be a game that tests them we're we're really gonna see what this Packers team is capable of uh on you know tomorrow night and I'm honestly excited I would really just be so happy if it's a good game I don't want it to be a blowout obviously um it's just never fun to watch when your team is losing that badly but also because I do think this team this Packers team has the potential to really put up a fight against the Chiefs which I mean, that's that's pretty incredible considering where we were just you know uh, a month and a half ago. Yeah, it's 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 amazing how fast fortunes change in the NFL. That is for sure. And I think this is one game where being at Lambeau, I think, will definitely help. If this game were at Arrowhead, I would feel much worse about it, uh, just because of how loud that stadium can be. Um, but let's uh, let's get into those predictions then. So, Lindsay, I guess I will let you go ahead and go first. All right. So you guys know me at this point. I tend to lean optimistic with my predictions. And I will say the last few predictions that I've made have been eerily close. Like the line, I, or I think I was like one, it was one point differential. Uh, the last couple of predictions. I don't know. You guys can go back and fact check me on that. It might be wrong. Yeah, we, yeah, we should close. really, I should really, I should really start writing these down, you yeah, know, going should. forward. We Maybe I'll put that, I'll put, close. I'll put that in our, I'll put this in our show notes starting today and we'll do that going the rest of the, 
rest of the way forward. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of take a tally on who's closest each game. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so for this one, I am going to remain optimistic. Uh, given everything we talked about, you know, it, um, I really do, and I just got done saying it, but I I will say it again. I really do think this Packers team has a shot. It's not a big shot. We have to show up for all four quarters. There is no just second half performance against the Chiefs. That's absolutely not an option if we're going to win. I do think that these guys are hungry. They want to win. They're excited for a team like the Chiefs to come and play them. They haven't had... You know, aside from the Lions, they haven't had a, a good, strong opponent in a while. So this really will be, really will be a test. Um, that said, I do think that they have it in them and I do think it's going to be very close. So my prediction is 31 28 Packers. Ooh. Uh, that's, I, I like that. I, it is, it is. I, um, I feel good about, I, I've kind of been the one that's been very down on the Packers throughout the year, and my my vibe has definitely changed over the last few weeks. Uh, I think it's going to be competitive. I think the Packers are going to give it all they've got. Um, I think Jordan Love is going to show that he belongs on this stage. Uh, you know, not saying he's Patrick Mahomes yet, but you know, I think he's going to show that hey, you know, we, maybe we're not, you know, not this year, but he goes next year. You better keep this will very much be a you know, maybe not this year, but next year, y'all better watch out for us message type game for the Packers. Uh, I still don't think they're going to win it. I think it's still going to be very close uh, with the Chiefs going ahead at the last minute uh, with a touchdown. I'm going to say 28-24 Kansas City, but it would not surprise me at all if Green Bay won this game. Um, so I'm picking against the Packers, but I am picking against them in the most optimistic way possible, if that is such a thing. <laughs> I, will put, I hate the term, but I will put this one in a moral victories column for the Packers. Yeah, honestly, though, again, I really, if we are able to put up a fight against a team of this caliber, that is going to be a win in, you know, in a way, because for sure, no one, no one believes that this Packers team can. And that's typically when we play our best ball, just as an organization historically. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Yep. Yep. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on that uh, just to see how that works. Um, hopefully I'm wrong again, but uh, that I just, I, this is very much a team right now. That's like, you can get to play us now because you're not going to want to play us next year is kind of the vibe I'm getting from this 2023 Packers team. Um wouldn't say, you know, I would love to see them get into the playoffs. You know, like I said at the top of the show, they don't necessarily need to win this game uh, to stay in the playoff hunt, but it certainly would help. Uh, you know, they've got some very winnable games going forward. Uh, this is, I would say, is definitely the toughest left because after this, you've got uh, Carolina, New York, Giants, uh, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, who they're so hot and cold now. They've, um, without Kirk Cousins, then you've got the Bears. So those other five games are are probably also are all winnable. Um, you know, this is the one that I thought if they, if they win this game, I would, I feel very confident about saying they're a playoff team, but going forward, I just did, even if they lose this one, I don't have any fear that they can still at least come out on the right side of 500 and still get in. So 
Not the end of the world, I think, if they lose, but oh, that would be so nice if they won. God, it'd be so sick. It would just be the coolest. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. So that's all we've got for this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure to keep on Acme Packing Company for all your Packers needs, uh, audio and written. Uh, Lindsay, uh, do you want to take us out? Sure. As always, guys, go Pack Go. We'll see you here next week. Absolutely. Go Pack Go. And we will see everybody here uh, again next week, hopefully talking about a big win. And Lindsay can make fun of me for picking against the Packers again. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, guys. Go Pack Go, everybody. Yep. Bye. Thank you.